welcome to another episode of A Walk Through God's Word, where we journey from Genesis to Revelation, one chapter at a time. I'm joined by my co-host, Lucas. Hey, guys. Today, we're both on camera yeah, together. I was about to say, uh, there's something different here. We're on the same <laughs> camera. We're not in separate rooms like we have been. I think the last time, was it the last time that we were, uh, that I was sitting at a desk and you were sitting across from me? I think so. Was that the last time? See, no, no. Last time we were actually uh, remote. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm thinking of it. Last time I was here, though. Yeah, yeah. And so we're trying this out. This should, I think, uh, it'll work pretty good. We got a new microphone set up, and I think uh, I think it sounds pretty good, to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah. I think it's your week to read. Today we're on Jan Genesis chapter 14. And I guess I'll just go ahead and start in verse 1. And it came to pass, in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Eleazar, Chedorlaomer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of nations, that these made war with Bera, king of Sodom, and with Beersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, and Shemabar, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, which is Zoar. And these were joined together in the Vale of Siddim, which is the Salt Sea. So, uh, dried out seabed, I believe. Yeah. That's what they're yeah. talking about yeah. there. So, they were joined together. Um, and here, it kind of goes back. I think it's going to give us a little bit, kind of gives you a little bit of history of what brought them there. So as I just kind of explained, because it is kind of, it was kind of confusing for me as I read through here. I had to kind of uh, decipher what was going on. So now it's telling us they were, they were joined together in the Vale of Siddim. They were making war against each other, the, the first four kings against the five kings that it mentioned afterward. And uh, in verse four, it says, 12 years they served Cheddar Laomer, and in the 13th year they rebelled. So talking about the, the five kings, they had served Cheddar Laomer for 12 years, but they rebelled in the 13th year. Uh, and then in verse 5 it says, And in the 14th year came Cheddar Laomer and the kings that were with him, and smote the Rephaims in Ashtaroth, Carnam and the Zuzims in Ham. Mm, Zuzims. And the mm, Emmons in Ham. And the Emmons in Shavakiriathim. And the Horites in their Mount Seir unto Elparan, which is by the wilderness. And in verse 7, and they returned and came to Enmishpat, which is Kadesh, and smote all the country of the Amalekites, and also the Amorites that dwelt in Hazazantamar. And there went out the king of Sodom, and the king of Gomorrah, and the king of Adma, and the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, the same as Zoar. And they joined battle with them in the Vale of Siddim. So now we're back to where it kind of was in the beginning. They're in the Vale of Siddim. Uh, 
I think it sounds like they used to serve this Cheddar Leomer king, and then they rebelled, and then they hear, you know, Cheddar Leomer's going around conquering different people, and on his way, you know, back toward them, I think they're, they must have figured, okay, he's going to come for us next. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they, they meet his army in this Vale of Sidim, which is a dried out salt, salt, salt seabed. Yeah. Um, any thoughts so far, Lucas? There's a lot of names. I'm not going to lie. A lot of names. <laughs> a, lot of a lot of names. Uh, usually, whenever we go through a, a passage that's a, that's got a lot of names, uh, not a lot is coming to my mind, um, <laughs> as you could probably imagine. So, uh, no, not right now. I know that uh, eventually we're going to get into the meat of this chapter. Yeah. And uh, probably at that point, uh, I think we're actually getting to that point where uh, we're fixing to get into the meat of this chapter. But yeah. uh, usually when we get through a bunch of names, uh, it, it, it takes me a minute to kind of get into it. A yeah, little bit. all of the, the names and everything this is all, all kind of a setup to explain what's right, going right, to happen right. next. Yeah. And you just kind of have to know, okay. They have to, they, they kind of have to lay the foreground yeah. uh, of the chapter. And I think that, that's where we're at. Yeah. So, you know, at first it tells us, okay, these four Kings and these five Kings are battling each other yeah. in this yeah. place. And yeah. then it kind of goes back and says, well, the reason that they're doing that is because of, you know, this, right. and now we're right. getting to where they're back. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. they're fighting in the Vale of Siddim. Yeah. And in verse, um, where did I leave off? Mm-hmm. Okay, so in verse, 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 nine. verse 9, with Cheddar Leomer, the king of Elam, and so this is, so before that, they said they, they joined the battle in the Vale of Siddim. So in verse 9, we're with Cheddar Leomer, the king of Elam, and with Tidal, king of nations, and with Am- Amraphel, king of Shiner, and Arioch, king of Eleazar, four kings with five. Fighting, so they're fighting against each other here. So it says the four kings with five. And then in verse 10, and the veil of Siddim was full of slime pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there, and they that remained fled to the mountain. And so when I read this, I, I, I think the reason it mentions the slime pits is because it sounds like they were fighting, but then the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah thought, uh, we better run away because we're, you know, we're losing. We better run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they had trouble. It sounds like they had trouble running away because of the slime pits as they fell there. They couldn't, they, they couldn't make their escape. No, yeah. They that's... fell there and they that remained fled to the, the mountain. So the, the, those that didn't, uh, didn't get caught fled to the mountain. Uh, and then in verse 11, he goes on and says, and they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their victuals and went their way. Victuals, I believe, is provisions, food, provisions, things food, like that. yeah. Uh, verse 12, and they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed, because we know we learned earlier that in the last chapter that Lot wanted to go live in the Greenlands. Yeah, they were wanting to kind of. Separate, yeah, separate their ways there. And uh, so Lot was in Sodom and Gomorrah when they got taken over. Mm -hmm. So they took Lot, 
Abram's brother, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods, and departed. And verse 13, And there came one that had escaped, and told Abram the, the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eschol, and brother of Aner, and these were confederate with Abram. Verse 14, And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. You know, I, I got to take a minute here. How in the world did they come up with these names? Like, I, it, makes you, it makes you wonder. Like, I know it probably all is translated from something, you know, the, the language that they were speaking at this time. And that's probably where these names, you know, of course, they're being translated in English. So we're, we're getting it a whole different way than what, their, the, you know, it, their names probably were or probably yeah. pronounced. But the way that the, the like the Bible just translates these names, it just amazes me. Like I want to go back and read like the Geneva Bible, for instance, which came out before the King James Bible, mm -hmm. and I'd love to see like how um, I want to see how how it was translated these names. You know, uh, yeah, because even different versions kind of do a little bit different translation yeah. on some of the mm -hmm. names. They're all coming. I think the, these ones were all from uh, Hebrew. The 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 Bible's a mixture a mixture of Hebrew um, and what's that New uh, Testament Greek, but also and also the, some parts are written in um, Aram Aramaic. Aramaic yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, the names are translated. I imagine a lot of the names. I mean, you can if you think about today, like. Uh, a lot of people tend to use names that are either common or family names or from the Bible yeah. itself. Mm -hmm. If you imagine it at this time, they didn't have any of that to rely on for naming. So, oh, you had one guy that was like, "Okay, you know what? I'm going to name you after my prized sheep." <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, you know, so, so some of it might have been there. Might have been some meaning, like um, you know, it late it it explains at some point, you know, what what Abram meant and how he changed his name to abraham and it meant something else and mm -hmm. same with sarai and sarah so um i imagine that the names chosen a lot of times were just words from their language yeah that meant something, meant something. And, well you take last names today meant mm -hmm. usually meant the trait that that person was doing you know, at the time when when they when when the last names were given, that's usually what they were doing in 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 you know as a as a job as a living. Yeah. So you have uh, a lot of different different places. I think that you can derive names from. So it could be passed down. It could be just a a word in their language. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you did end up with some interesting names. But you know, if you mm -hmm. if you didn't have a lot of common names to to draw from, you know, you might end up with some. You know, some. It's odd funny names. because you know there's uh, many translations of the Bible, but there's one in particular that is is kind of fun to go back and read, and it's called the Word on the Street, <laughs> and basically, like you go through the, it has the whole Bible, but it's. <laughs> 
it's worded in such a way that you got people on the streets and they're like, you go back you know, to the New Testament, and they're like, yeah, Matt and, and Luke and, and Joe, we're, 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 you know, they have all these, all these, like, all these new, like, new versions of names. Yeah. And, you know, and then you got people in the Old Testament, like, you know, Moses and, and Aaron, and, you know, they, they have these weird names, you know, that it's like, how in the world did they translate that to today's language for people on the streets, you know? But, uh, mm. but anyway, they got so many different, uh, so many different translations, but yeah, they're all different in the way that they word things and the way, the way that they word the names and the spell, the names, you know? Yeah. One, yeah. Different translations. I, 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 one reason I do like the King James is that it tends to be a more, literal translation i feel like sometimes you get so far into the like they like they, they call it thought for thought mm -hmm. or um or word for word, word, translation. For word so king, yeah. king james leans more more toward the word for word yeah if you get too much of the thought for thought then sometimes well, like in, you, you lose you lose some information and in right. the person who is translating it because they were just telling you their thoughts yeah what they thought it meant obviously if we go to like the message translation that's more of a thought for thought because it's paraphrased mm -hmm. uh the new living translation is also uh more toward thought for thought uh new american standard is actually uh more word for word than the king james version um in 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 how uh, literal it is to the to the, the original, original transcripts of the Bible, yeah. and but but even like the King James, the 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 uh, see, I'm reading out of the English Standard, which is also pretty literal. Yeah, um, it, it never hurts to read a couple different translations no. because occasionally it's neat to kind of see the parallel versions. Occasionally, you know? that there might be something in the King James that is worded funny, and then mm -hmm. you might read it in another translation, and you think, oh, that stands out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I also like the compare, uh, the compare option or, uh, feature in the Bible app where that it'll show a whole bunch of versions of the same verse. So if mm -hmm. I, if I want to really break down a verse, I can just hit compare and I can see the amplified. I yeah. can see the right. King James. I can see the NIV that I can, I can just see a bunch of different versions compare to see, to see how, 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 how that different translators mm -hmm. later translated it. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it never hurts to have a couple of translations because there are there are, have been times when I read in a, something in a different translation, I was like, "Oh, that's what that means," yeah. or, you know, or like, right. or yeah. like it. it and uh, but I do like the King. The King James is is a pretty it's pretty close to word for word, mm -hmm. but also, um, is kind of poetic in the way that it's it's mm -hmm. uh, it's written. It's um, once you get used to it, it's pretty easy to read. I feel like yeah, not um. If you if you don't want to take the time to to learn, um, or just kind of tune your mind to un, to 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 kind of tune out the like old English part of it, then the New King James maybe is a good yeah a good alternative. Verse um, maybe probably should get back to verse right, verse. <laughs> we got kind of on a rabbit trail on, translations on, on Bert. Um, 15 I verse believe. 15 yeah so this is right after the that they they said that they got that in the previous verse it says they said that abram he heard that his brother was taken captive and obviously it's his nephew i think when it says brother here you know it's like his kin's mm -hmm. uh, family so 
His brother was taken captive. He armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. And then in verse 15, and he divided himself against them, he and his servants, by night, and smote them, and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. Verse 16, and he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot, and his goods, and the woman also, and the people. Verse 17, and the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chedorlaomer and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Sheva, Sheva, Sheva <laughs> which is the king's dale. I don't know what that means, which is the king's dale. It, well, it says here in the English Standard Version, it says that is the king's valley. Okay, so Dale... Which makes sense, because if you go back and read books, um, I'm going to reference The Hobbit (laughs) by the great uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, There is a a city in there called Dale, but it's kind of nestled kind of in a a valley. And so that kind of makes sense. Okay. Um, And then in verse 18, so they... um... We're at the king's dale. <laughs> in verse 18, And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. Verse 19, And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Verse 20, And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Verse 21. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. Verse 22. And Abraham, or Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread, even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I have made Abram rich. Save only that which the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men which went with me, Aner, Eskel, and Mamre, let them take their portion. So there's a lot of a lot of interesting stuff happens in this this last part, mm-hmm. especially and you see like talks about Melchizedek, king of Salem, which means prince of peace. Our, our king of Salem, Salem is, I believe, means peace, doesn't it? Or like maybe where they get the, the word shalom. Well, that would Salem. make sense because, uh, like you said, yeah, shalom means but the, uh, peace. Can't meld them. Anyways, Melchizedek shows up and it says he's the priest of the Most High God, which is also interesting that, you know, Abram's not the only person serving God. You know, you right. get that impression because it's just following Abram's, God, God's, you know, chosen one uh, to, to bring about Jesus. But yeah, there's also these other people that are that are serving God. And that's interesting. And Abram, it says, you know, he gives him a tithe of all the all Well, the that's, that's interesting that you brought this up because here recently, uh, my church actually referred to uh, Melchizedek being a 
version of Jesus before Jesus was on on earth um, because because Abram gave him his tithe and uh, and how and how he was blessed by Melchizedek. So they almost they, they put like Melchizedek and Jesus side by side and said, this is kind of um, kind of an incarnation of Jesus in the Old Testament, um, because you don't hear much about Melchizedek after this. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so it was just kind of neat to kind of to kind of put that side by side like that, and and you know, uh, you know, reference the New Testament in the Old Testament. This is kind of a neat neat way to kind of reference that. Yeah, it's definitely like a a kind of foreshadowing, kind of yeah, like a type, um, in, in a way, like even like like Moses and Aaron. There's mm-hmm. there's some types in mm-hmm. there, yeah, uh, that kind of shadows of you know the new testament New testament and and, uh yeah so you have this king of king of salem and he brought forth and he also he brought forth bread and wine you know which is what you know like communion right yeah basically yeah and so um i think that you know we i think we have this we have this idea sometimes that that the people in the old testament didn't maybe didn't understand the plan of salvation as well as, as they really did mm-hmm. um, because they, um, you know, they had it, they had some understanding yeah. Uh, yeah. of that. And right. um, it is very interesting. And um, I have, you know, I have heard, you know, that used as like, well, even Abraham gave tithes, you mm-hmm. know, in the Old Testament, you know, to the type of Jesus. But um, whether that's a reason to tithe or not tithe, um, I would say that he also didn't keep any of it for himself. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. He, so he, he kept he kept none of it. Not, yeah. <laughs> so, he, he, so, uh, he went over an abundance of, of but, you know, yeah. But definitely the 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 tithe the you know the tithe is a is a type was was an institution really to support the you know support the priests support uh, and it mentions I think in in Malachi supporting the the stranger which is like so people who need you know assistance mm-hmm. the 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 strangers in the land that 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 are you know based basically. It's to help help those who are impoverished, to help the the pre the support the priests, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. temple, and widows, things like think people people who can't take care of themselves. So, um, you know, there's a there was a reason for it, um, and um, you know, the truth is it is that you know really all everything we have belongs to God. Yeah, and really the 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 minimum to the tithe, the tithe definitely is a good a good minimum because we we should be supporting our 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 church the same way that the tithe was set up to support the temple, mm-hmm. the yeah. priests. We should be supporting our our. Local, tithe is usually pretty pretty relatively simple to to calculate. To calculate yeah. yeah, but really, you know, we we should be uh, you know everything we have belongs to God. So if God says you know give you know. Fifty percent, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever we feel um, feel called called to do, I think is the 
is really the the New Testament. The New Testament way is that you probably should be giving something. Otherwise, you might want to check your heart. Mm. And, um, you know, it's really it's really what you feel mm-hmm. God is telling you. The tithe definitely is a good place to start. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, if you don't know or you haven't heard anything from God, yeah. definitely start there. <laughs> and, you know, I've heard I, I've heard people say in way back, you know, think stuff like, yo, you don't have to tie the money. You can tie your time or you can tie this. But honestly, I feel like you need to tie your finances. And I feel like it's important because, you know, God highlights that because you have you, you tithe your finances and he 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 returns that uh, to you. Uh, he blesses it back to you more than what you gave and it's it's proven because you know say you you tithe fifty dollars um to to god he'll return that to you uh back to you more than what you put in and you can't really do that you don't really get the same return from god if you if you tithe your time versus your finances I, at least I feel like that, you know, maybe, you know, well, there, there's definitely like, like in a, in, in a way, I guess, I guess you could, you could say like a, a pastor receives money through the church because he gives his time, you know, mm-hmm. because he, he doesn't, he doesn't go out in the world and, 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 and make money through the world system, like everybody else working a job. So I don't, I don't know if you could, if I would say, I'd say there's a hard, a hard, fast rule there. And that, you know, and really God, um, I, I feel that, that, you know, like, like there's different, there's, there's different, I guess there's not really enough time to, to, to go into too much detail here, but, <laughs> but there, so pro, pro, your, your, your provision is guaranteed. Like, so like there's, you know, like, like Jesus, anything Jesus died for on the cross is yours regardless of your actions like like that you can't tithe your way into salvation neither neither, neither can you tithe your way into healing right, any, right. anything jesus provided is, is, is free gift you can't mm-hmm. you can't uh there's no there's no purchase price it, no, it, it's, no. A free, it's a free gift it's a free gift and you have to accept it as by faith and even he says says that he 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 became poor that through his, his poverty we could be made rich and so uh even even your your provision is guaranteed regardless of what you do that god will provide just like like you know with with elijah and the and the ravens and you know and feeding you know or the and the man in the desert like it, no matter what he has to do <clears throat> if you if you believe that he is your provider that there is that provision but there is also um when you are working in the kingdom of God, there's also a, uh, and, and you see this in a lot of Jesus parables, there's a, um, um, a factor of being a steward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're, you know, and he says that a, I guess that's true, a, yeah. if you're faithful in little, you'll mm-hmm. be faithful in much. And so being a good steward of, of them, of what God's given you, the money he's given you, the time he's given you mm-hmm. and everything really the more you you more you are a good steward of money, more money will probably flow to you because he knows he can trust you with it. Right. Yeah. 
but never is he going to say like, oh, you haven't tithed, you know, I'm not going to give you what you need, you know, food mm-hmm. for food and, and housing and, you know, your basic needs yeah. are, are, you know, there's like, there's like that, 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 that was paid for, you know, freedom from poverty was paid for by Jesus. And yeah. so no matter what you do, that's something that, you know, that's just available by faith. Now, you know, moving beyond that, you know, say that I'm going to, you know, move up and I'm going to, you know, give, you know, millions in the kingdom of God. Well, mm-hmm. okay, start, start with $10 or a hundred dollars and, mm-hmm. and let, you know, and be fa- be found faithful with little right? and God will give you more at the same time when you're a steward, you're a steward of someone else's money. So like, you know, that goes back to, it all belongs to him. Right. And so. Um, it's, it's never about like, you know, like I'm going to give a hundred dollars and God's going to give me a whole bunch back, but it's mm-hmm. not, it's not so that I can go spend it on myself. It's so that right. I can give more yeah. so that I can be more generous so that I can move put so it back. I, I can build the kingdom of God. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's the whole point of giving, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is to put it back into the kingdom of God, put it back into, into sowing. You know, it, because, yeah, you sow what you, you reap what you sow, but you also want to put it back into God's kingdom and mm-hmm. so that you can further his kingdom and bring yeah. more people to God that way. Yeah, I think I think the heart the heart issue is important too. like why. Uh, you know, are you that, that, that everything that we do. Is to build the kingdom of God and mm-hmm. and not not to build our own our own things here because they're all going to like, they're all going to rot and rust and, Mm -hmm. and be destroyed in the end anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that that's all um, a good, a good point as far as tithing, you know, that's a big, a big part in, in, uh, in our our beliefs is that, you know, we have, we're, we're, we're called to tithe. That's what, that's God, you know, tells us to do that. And so that, you know, for us as believers, that's a, that's a very big, important part. And uh, if you aren't tithing, I, I highly encourage you uh, to start tithing. Uh, if you can't do 10%, you know, start small, work, work up from that. You know, God, God forgives you and he, he understands what your circumstances are. If it's not, if it's not something that you can't do uh, financially, you know, he, he understands, but, you know, start small, work from what you have and put it back into the kingdom and so that you can further, further the kingdom of God. Yeah. It's a step of faith too. Yeah, it is for sure. Because if you can't trust God, you know, to support you financially here, Mm -hmm. are you going to, can you trust God with, your you know eternity yeah that's you know yeah that's that is a very very good point for sure and and if you when you move in faith you allow god god to move Mm -hmm. and yeah you see a lot of a lot of good things when you let god move and you and you trust you put your whole trust in him and let and you know especially with your finances uh just let him do his his thing you know and and you kind of see you see a lot of things that you didn't think you were going to see for sure. But uh, what do you think? You want to wrap this uh, this episode up? Wow. You want to want to head us out and pray? Yeah. Uh, before I say before I say the prayer, um, I want to 
first of all, personally thank each and every listener that that joins us. Um, you know, at the beginning of this episode, we mentioned that we're both on screen. So if you are listening to us on you know any other platform like Amazon Music uh, or uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you won't be able to see us in per, you know, in video form. You'd have to tune into our YouTube uh, channel uh, titled "A Walk Through God's Word." Uh, I'll actually place a link to our YouTube channel in the description if you are tuning in from Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify also has video form, so if you aren't wanting to watch us on YouTube, you can actually watch us on you on uh, Spotify as well. But we thank each and every listener uh, for tuning in uh, faithfully uh, each week. Uh, we will continue to you know, go through the book of Genesis and through the, the Bible uh, one chapter at a time. Uh, I think uh, I, I've been thoroughly enjoying uh, doing this each week, uh, and I'm definitely getting a lot of out, out of it as well. So uh, with that, I will go ahead and, oh, one more thing. <laughs> I want to uh, wish each and every one of you a happy new year uh, as well, and hope you had a really, really blessed Christmas. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer, and we'll go ahead and uh, and end this episode. So, uh, Father, we thank you for each and every listener and viewer that is uh, tuning in to uh, this, uh, this podcast, Father. Uh, God, we, we ask that you bless each and every listener. Uh, and also, Father, uh, take this podcast and distribute it to those that need to hear it, Father. We know that there's other podcasts that they could listen to. Uh, but, Father, we, we thank you uh, for putting this podcast into the right uh the right hands of those people, Father. And God, we thank you for uh, the, all the good that you do, Father. You are such a good Father. And uh, God, we thank you for uh, your many your many blessings, God. We thank you and we give you all the glory, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs>